0: Welcome to the ITAM Review Podcast, news, reviews and resources for ITAM, SAM and Software Licensing Professionals.
1: Hello everyone, uh, welcome to this podcast. Uh, we hope you're well. And if there's anything we can do to help, please let us know right across our channels. My name is AJ Witt. I'm from the ITAM Review. Um, we have a wealth of information to help you as ITAM professionals deliver value to your employers and indeed your colleagues in these tough times. Um, today, we're going to take a look at some current ITAM, uh, ITAM trends with our guest, um, Eric Martinez from, from ServiceNow. Hi, Eric. Hello, everyone. Hello, AJ. Thank you for having me. You're welcome, thanks. Um, and we're also gonna have a look at um, an upcoming webinar series that we're doing with ServiceNow, a, a three-part webinar series built around starting an ITAM program and really optimizing it and elevating it um, uh, through, through those times. So um, thanks for joining us, Eric. Um, i just uh, maybe start with, um, how did you get started in ITAM? One um, sure. of the big changes you've seen over the years.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, so I started out pretty young. Um, i right in high school i went into the special program for engineering and so Mm -hmm. i started doing uh, database work and designing databases but by the time i was an undergrad uh, in college sophomore level year i joined this uh, software company in albuquerque new mexico which is my hometown Mm -hmm. Uh, they write customized software large um, asset management parts management um, software for you know big airlines big facilities companies big transportation companies Um, So I got to start there, you know, I was studying computer science and it seemed like a good fit. And so I was a software engineer for them for quite a while, working with these, you know, million parts companies, and it was pretty exciting. Um, And then from there, I went on to get my MBA, Um, did that in marketing consulting. Uh, After that, did a small stint at IBM in uh, covering uh, competitive intelligence on servers and storage and then went on to uh, work at Ajole Hayes for about five years, uh, working specifically in um, IT asset management, um, starting out as an IT asset manager, covering software to hardware, and then went to platforms and then, you know, and then I was the engineer and admin, um, pretty much only in-house uh, for ServiceNow ITAM products. Um, And then uh, did a small stint as a consultant, um, as a chief architect and ITAM, ITAM practice lead. And now I'm um, happily at service now. Um, So, you know, I've I've covered a lot of different roles in asset management from uh, specifically product development as an engineer, been in the trenches as an asset manager, you know, trying to find those assets, doing inventories, digging through boxes and basements, looking for old contracts. Um, you know, being on the consulting side, also being now on, you know, with service now. And so, you know, what I'm seeing is things just got more complicated. I mean, as if asset management weren't already difficult (laughs) enough with all the moving pieces. Um, now we're at a place where, you know, not only have the numbers of things we have to manage become, you know, much, much greater but you know we have mobility you know all these assets that now have uh software that need to be managed data that needs to be protected are now everywhere yeah you know we have a we have a more of a remote workforce um, and especially what's happened in the last ninety days with covid you know we quickly had to go from a lot of companies working in the office and then yeah. suddenly all the employees had to go work from home so you know, productivity became the number one um, priority. So how do we get people to be productive at home? Well, they had to take their equipment home. So now we don't know where a lot of times where that equipment is because we had to rush to get them home to working. So, you know, one part is that where are things? Uh, The other part was, you know, we, we really had a big, Move to cloud, and that and that became difficult, right? It became great in some ways because it gave us lots of flexibility, uh, but just trying to keep that managed um, in terms of spend and usage became a little more difficult. Um, and then also, you know, just going back to uh, the security of things, you know, we had to open up, uh, you know, some firewalls and permissions to allow our our employees to. To be productive at home so now yeah, yeah. what happened did they load new software did they are they playing games on their computers there's just lots of questions we have to answer so you know with that um you yeah. know it just became much much more complicated
1: yeah that, that's that's that, that's certainly what i will what, what i've seen with um just just talking to people people doing think crazy things like going off to best buy and picking up 300 laptops and saying here you go um you know no patching no security yeah. no know no corporate build on them um is one thing i mean basic stuff i guess like taking monitors from from offices which often aren't tracked in in, in, a, in an office environment which you need to track from a from an asset management perspective when they're at home and um you know who's taking what it was all very very rushed um because as you say it was about productivity It's let's get these people back working as quick as possible um and so it feels like to me that um as we kind of get into this kind of normalish kind of phase it's it's probably time now to start thinking about right what's out there uh what do i need to start paying attention to right now and um i mean going back to your um experience with really, really sort of huge asset bases um, and hardware as well, um, it, it, I think there's probably a little bit more of a focus on on, on hardware asset management coming up um, as a result of this.
0: Yes, absolutely. So, you know, we, we talked about, so the next step is we go back to uh, the next normal or the, or the new normal, however you want to phrase it is, you know, taking stock of what you have, where did it go? You know, not only the things you actually monitor such as servers and uh, laptops and maybe mobile devices, but all the things that are not tagged potentially like docking stations and monitors is, you know, where are you with your hardware asset management processes within your company? You know, if if you had already started down this journey prior to COVID, you might be in a better spot, but you know, there is, we, we all had to deal with this now, and it's never too late to start down that journey
1: mm-hmm.
0: so you know really starting up those processes, figuring out where everything's at, um, getting trying to get, regain control of 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 what you own and you know one of the exciting things uh, uh, that I want to say about ServiceNow is that you know we just announced that we're releasing hardware asset management and And I speak as both from ServiceNow, I'm very excited about it, but taking myself back to that hardware asset manager who was looking through CMDBs, looking through asset databases, trying to figure out, oh my gosh, what's a duplicate? What's, what is the same, you know, trying to really quickly categorize and report on things that sort of hardware asset management normalization is invaluable, and so this is what you know as I said on both sides i'm really excited about it because it would have made my life take me back four years ago three years ago so much it would have made it so much easier um, yeah. for me to do things so i'm I'm individually and I'm just very excited for everyone to to be able to have that to make their lives easier
1: yeah it's it's that that normalization of hardware data is really important i I have a, an anecdote from from a fellow asset manager around this of they thought they'd lost 200 iPads, which is obviously uh, you know, a sizable amount of um, money. They thought they'd lost 200 iPads. It turned out actually they were 200 um, Apple pens, you no, know, the, the, the pens you get with the Pro version to to, to to write on the screen, and they'd been tagged as as iPads. And in fact, they were still pens. They were just pens, which is kind of yeah. like a what probably a, a quarter, an eighth of the of the price of the full tablet. So so things like that, you know, and. Yeah, there's a need to keep keep a track of those things. Probably, probably a little bit more than before, and and have that kind of yes, I know which laptop that is. I know its warranty status. I guess is probably important. Um, its service status and so on, all those things yeah. come come to the fore. Absolutely, you know um, the automation
0: of using discovery from ServiceNow and using other uh, third-party tools that you know that discover and manage specific groups like say mobile um you know having that all come in you know what they discover what is on those machines as identification it can all be so different and it takes so much time to figure out am i looking at two things that are actually the same And so having that normalization that tells you yes these two things these hundred things these ten thousand things are actually the same i mean it speeds the reporting and lets you know the hardware asset manager the it asset manager do the bigger, more important things than sitting there trying to reconcile data. So, as I said, just very excited about this coming out.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and of course, it's not just about hardware. There's uh, increasing use, we, we would imagine, for um, SaaS applications uh, that need tracking and and, and see, just see, seeing what's being used because I'm sure people have cobbled together solutions to you know, to solve particular problems. Maybe they've, they're combining Zoom and Slack and Trello and all these other sort of things that may not have been part of your, your in the office build because you were sat physically with your team. Um, now, of course, you need all these remote tools and you need to know what's being used, I guess.
0: Absolutely. So, you know, one of the things you may see is that you know, things that people may have used in the office, they're not using as much of. So you're overspending there or yeah. suddenly you have a remote workforce and suddenly everyone has to connect their Citrix and suddenly you are um, you have a big true-up cost. So knowing these things quickly is important. So, you know, we provide the Software Asset Management Pro section where, you know, not only can you, applica- sorry, applications. So not only can you know um, quickly from these dashboards, you know, where where you um overspending where are you underspending what what overlapping software do you have quickly knowing those things so you're not spending money on multiple products that do the same thing quickly knowing that okay you know because we had to get everyone working quickly we spent a bunch on on virtual desktops or connections remotely Mm -hmm. and other things that were in office stuff we don't need to to buy as many coming moving forward so you know, that's another part of, it. like you said, this the SaaS and software part of it is knowing is normalization there so that you can quickly make decisions about how things changed and things quickly changed in terms yeah. of software and hardware. So mm-hmm. those dashboards will, will help you quickly make those decisions when come true up time, you know, renewal time, um, when yeah. purchasing decisions come up.
1: Yeah, that, that, that's a really great point. I hadn't considered the fact, yes, you're right, of course, that if you change the working environment then yes potentially tools that were your everyday in in the office may not be when you're at home so or, or certainly you're having new ones so um, things change rapidly and of course with with SAS and and, uh, and so on that expenditure is continuous and, and you can make a change quite quickly to, yes to, if, if you know what's going on um, exactly and having that information
0: readily available normalize easy to digest and quick to act on. I mean, that's really what it is, right? How do you quickly act on something? So make it easy so you can make those decisions quickly.
1: Yeah. 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 It's, um, I think I have a feeling that, um, probably for the rest of this year, uh, given, given the economic conditions, I I, I do wonder if we're probably going to be focusing more and more on cost management, um, which is obviously always, it always has been a core use case for, 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 for IT asset management, it does seem to be that it's going to be a big focus on costs. And with, with certainly with many organizations, perhaps suddenly not having the revenue they were expecting because you know, their, their retail or hospitality or whatever.
0: Yeah. And that's exactly right. You know, where I, I've always, as a consultant, always been a proponent of, you know, make sure you, you're always saying the value you bring because mm. uh, you know, being there, having to go to the table and defend your ITS management group, you know, it, it, whenever they're, whenever they're looking for ways to cut money, you know, ITS management always seems to be on the list. So you had to always express your value to to those in charge, and so, you know, in a way, now ITS management has come to the forefront because we have ways to to not only manage what we have so there's a security aspect but also you're right we have ways to cut costs when when in a time when revenue may be small to none if for mm-hmm. in some cases you have to cut costs to keep you know keep the doors open so you know we have that we have a very good opportunity right now to show our value to help our companies buy you know keeping keeping our costs down you know reusing things quickly software we've already purchased instead of buying more and you know reducing additional spend so we have the ability and the knowledge and tools to do that right now and so i think we can be of huge service and value to our organizations and really this is a time for us to really shine
1: yeah yeah i yeah i would agree and i think perhaps There may be, and this is perhaps part of the reason behind us doing this webinar series uh, right now, is I have a feeling that there'll be plenty of organizations who have perhaps not done ITAM as a program. They may have kind of paid attention to the odd renewal coming through every year, and maybe they've looked at their Microsoft renewal, but maybe they haven't done it as a program. And suddenly, as you say, with a focus on cost management, um, it's going to become important. And and this is really the aim of this three-part webinar series uh that we're doing the service now um we start on um on may 21st um with a real basic introduction to how to get an ITAM program started um that's you know that's around getting a business plan together working out who your key stakeholders are um who who is your senior stakeholder who's the best senior stakeholder to really help you push this program forward for cost management, and I mean I suppose on, on that subject, it may not even necessarily be the CIO
0: yeah, it, you know, it, it, can, it depends right on your on your specific company, who makes those decisions who who uh, brings that value, so you know when you build your team and you build your sponsors and you really you, know, you really have to look at your company and see where that power lies and who makes those decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, you know, I really think that even though it's a an introduction to ITAM, I think there are valuable points for any organization. You know, mm-hmm. you think of an organization that's obviously that's just starting ITAM; it'll be very apropos for them. But I see mm-hmm. a company that's you know uh, has really strong ITAM in some areas. There's always there's always more to manage potentially, right? Yep. And, and or ways to communicate things a little better. So you know, I think that no matter where you are in the ITAM journey, these these webinars will be useful because they may spark something in you that says, oh, well, maybe we can communicate slightly differently. Maybe we could, you know, change things a little bit different to make it a little better. And so, you know, revisiting some of those core concepts and, and starting, uh, Processes can sometimes help things even be better than they are. So I think they're valuable for for anyone, no matter what the maturity of their ITAM program is.
1: Yeah, I, I would agree. I mean, like many IT asset managers, um, I wasn't born to the um, to to the discipline. I was I was made, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I, and I, I had to start that journey from somewhere. And certainly, I, I mean, one of the things we're going to is going to come out of the first webinar is how to distill down. Your ITAM proposition to um, to a leader in one page, literally six or seven points. Yeah. Uh, so you've got that opportunity. If you've got five minutes with someone, you, can, you you can you can easily explain, backed up by facts, what the value of an ITAM program will be to to that particular stakeholder. And you know, I remember thinking because oh, I, I, I'm a I'm an infrastructure technical guy originally, so for me it was all about the 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 moving parts it was all about cores and processors and software and binaries and and things and unsurprisingly that doesn't sell very well to to c-suite it's kind of going in going going in and saying oh let, let's let's restructure this entire data center because it's inefficient at the moment isn't necessarily the way in <laughs>
0: exactly. and they're like come on get to the point get to the point
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, So that's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to do in the first webinar. We're going to give you that ability to build a really robust business case that will speak to whichever sponsor you want to uh, try and recruit to your cause. It's going to talk about stakeholder management as well, finding out who are your key stakeholders in your organization and uh, something to bear in mind there as well is this isn't just about your immediate colleagues. This is about all your coworkers because ITAM, as a program and a process, benefits every co-worker in your organization. Absolutely, everyone everyone touches and
0: uses a piece that is important to us. So it's, um, it's ubiquitous.
1: Yeah, hmm. yeah. Yep. So that's the first webinar. That's on that's on 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 May twenty first. Um, uh, it's four pm UK, which I think is eight am Pacific uh, for you early birds on the west coast and. Um, I guess that's 11 a.m. Eastern um, yeah, yeah. coming up. So also, all these webinars will also be available on demand uh, shortly after the recording. Um, in the second webinar, we're going to kind of assume that you've kind of got your hand program off the ground. You're, you're, you're crawling along, I suppose, with it. And in the second webinar coming up on May 28th, uh, it's going to be around the more practical side of things, process tips, things around policies you may need, um how to optimize that that kind of newly born ITAM program that you've got um and how to really kind of push forward the value um, so this is ITAM operations this is going to be about how to look at certain vendors how to prioritize which vendors to look at um and maybe the day-to-day tasks um that you need to do to get the best out of your program um,
0: yes
1: yeah so um and then we wrap up on the 4th of june uh, at the same time um with an explanation really around uh so ITAM can easily end up consuming your entire life uh in my experience i'm sure you'll agree eric uh whenever you look for an opportunity there's 20 (laughs) um that you could look at and it's kind of like well how do you select one um and i think the solution to that uh as you're getting more and more more mature with your program is around automation and workflow Uh, would you agree with that Yes, absolutely. You know, we, you know, you can do only
0: so many things manually. I mean, you can you can throw so many people at it. I'll, I'll give you an anecdote. So um, starting back at Ajo Del Hayes, when we were first starting this journey down IT asset management, hmm. um, you know, we were very new. And, and the, the thing was we got from the CIO um, a directive to figure out what software we had in our environment. So how do we do that? So, you know, um, they hired eight people to Google everything. What 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 is this? What you know what 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 does this software do? What version do we have? But you know, and it was it was tons of manual. Time and by the time we got through fifty percent of it, thankfully I wasn't part of the Googlers, but <laughs> but um, you know I uh, you know by the time we got through fifty percent of it, it was already outdated. And so you know automating that part of it, discovery, uh, the workflows behind it, you know makes obviously everything easier, but also lets the IT and managers, software asset managers, hardware asset managers do the more important things, you know, like dealing with the contracts, dealing with those bigger issues um so yeah automation workflows behind it is is imperative to keep moving forward
1: yeah you know i, I mean i found that even with a relatively small environment around 5000 um users and, and and devices and it was so easy to get stuck in the weeds and and it was constantly moving as well particularly with virtualization oh, yeah. uh, when i was doing it we weren't really kind of heading to the cloud just yet but we did have a big virtual estate um and, of course, it's constantly moving. Um, over here in the UK, we have this we have this phrase, painting the fourth bridge. Like, you start one end and you finish, and then it needs painting again from the start. Yep. And, um, yeah, that was very much like that. And and it just got in the way of doing big strategic initiatives that really kind of elevated ITAM to... We believe, at the ITAM review, that it's, it's an imperative process for an organisation. It's as important... As your legal team, as your finance team, for, for for business success, particularly particularly because, IT now is the means of value creation more more than ever, I would say. And I, I
0: I completely agree. I, you know, I think the most important thing is to realize you know, and, and going back to what you said, it's like you know the desire is to boil the ocean, right? There's always more you could do. There's always more devices and more things you could do is is to really is to realize it's a journey and it doesn't end. And yeah. just to take it piece by piece and make that first piece, whatever that piece is, right? You could you could decide it's it's your SaaS applications or servers or whatever it is. You you work on that piece and you make it good. And you and you you know and you make it strong. You don't leave it alone forever, but you move on and it's like you just it's building blocks and you Whatever you mature things sometimes separately, but they're all maturing differently. But you you know you add on when you're ready to add on. You don't try to take on everything because it's too much.
1: Yeah, yeah, very much. Start small. Start with something um, that you think is achievable and also very closely aligned with uh, either your personal or departmental or 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 corporate objectives. uh, Something that's going to matter to your stakeholders um, that you could that you think you've got a pretty good chance of delivering. um, Because you know I found. Uh, you had to be really kind of conscious of kind of, I'm not going to go and look under that rock just yet. I know there's stuff over there that needs sorting out, but it's too big. I need to do this first just to, just to get that confidence in that, in that kind of the handle churning the the wins out, out of your program.
0: That's exactly, it's the wins. And it's, it's the wins, not only for the team's confidence and, and, and but it's also to prove your value and and you know unfortunately we have to prove our value constantly uh you know there's a limited amount of money and most people have their hands out for more and so we want to show you know we want to show what, um you know why we're valuable versus another department who wants that same money so you know having those wins are really really important
1: yeah 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 i'd agree it, it, it really is quite a journey and that's kind of what we're going to take you through on on, on these three webinars we, we, we're going to start with with the basics of, of how to get something off the ground and, and then look at the ops side of it and then really optimizing towards the end in, in, in webinar three. So, awesome. to, to, I mean, to recap on, on on those, the webinars take place weekly, 8 a.m. Pacific, 11, 11 a.m. Eastern, and they start on May 21st, which is uh, oh, a week Thursday, not, not far away at all. Um, and- yeah, very excited about them. Yeah, I'm yeah, really looking forward to doing them. Um, There's been, been a whole bunch of work, but um, it's been great fun putting them together. And um, as I say, they will also be available on demand um, shortly afterwards. Um, I think uh, just, just one final thing. Um, oh, may, may, may I, can we, can we talk just a
0: moment about the grill guides? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So so alongside the webinars, we're putting out these guerrilla guides and they're really, it's a three part series similar to the webinar, but they're really building blocks on your IT asset management processes and program. Mm. Um, so, you know, the first one's really going to be similar to that first webinar, you know, really starting out um, in ITAM, you know, you're building your program, you're starting it out. Um, what's your business case? How do you get started? What are the best ways to do this? Um, and then, you know, they're quick express editions. The second one will go into a little bit more about, um, you know, taking the next step of understanding the life cycle of IT asset management, doing a proper inventory, and then going into workflows, how to how to automate things to make things easier. And then finally, the final guide will be um, really business oriented. How do you how do you connect your teams in your business to the value of ITAM? Um, how ITAM automation really saves you time and money, and then really how to make ITAM strategic for your company. So mm. these three guides are similar to the webinar, really um, step-by-step process of, of not only starting your ITAM program, delivering the value, showing the value, but also maturing it. So you know, there's a lot of ways you can do that, but it really tries to help you step-by-step make those decisions about what things you should tackle, how the journey should go, how you should communicate your value and wins, um, and then keep maturing it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're really great. I, I, I could have done with them five years ago when I was starting off on, on my journey in IT asset management, because they're in plain English. Um, they're really practical, um, and, uh, a really great way to get started. I think you could probably um certainly give the first one to 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 a stakeholder and say look this is this is what we're doing this is why we're doing it and um uh yeah th- they will be available um to um attendees and, and, and registrants they will be sent out shortly after each webinar um and yes yeah, so i mean to, in order to register for these webinars um well you'll be re- you'll be hearing this podcast on on our on our website, itassetmanagement.net. Um, and you can register for for the webinars at any time, um, via our free online events and and, and webinars page. Uh, I say there are three, three coming up, register for each one. If you can't make it at the time, um, they're available on demand afterwards. And, uh, yes, if you, if you're listening to this podcast way after the event, they'll still be available. Go ahead and have a look at those, have a listen and, um, and hopefully it will really help you get started on your ITAM journey.
0: Absolutely. And, um, you know, we're excited to hear how people um, are starting on this journey and how these have helped the webinars and the gorilla guides have helped them, you know, not only get started, show those wins, but also, you know, how, maybe they've you know, helped you mature in an area or change some of the direction you've gone. I would love to hear those stories and, and those uh, successful outcomes.
1: Yeah, I I certainly hope we're going to be able to gather some of those through the webinars. They will be pretty interactive. Um, They're not going to be long death by PowerPoint uh, uh, webinars by any means. Uh, So we we will welcome your questions throughout. We've got some great experts lined up uh, for those and me. (laughs) Um, And um, yes, we we, we welcome your questions. And and I think there's going to be a follow-up article as well afterwards. And I really hope we can kind of build some... uh, really good like um examples of of how maybe how you've already done this or or or, and indeed three months down the line how you're going on your journey if you're just getting started so yes I love I love hearing the success stories because you know
0: we can all learn from each other you know we all we all have similar issues that we have to tackle and we all have a different way of looking at it and and sometimes you know uh, you know, I was speaking to uh, a customer not too long ago about something they had done. I was like, wow, that's, that's really great. I, I love that. I wish, I wish you had told me that five years ago, because I, I, you know, and I think we can all definitely share our stories and learn from each other and, and, and share our successes. And, you know, there's lots of takeaways, uh, not only from, you know, these guides and, and these webinars, but also from each other. And I think it's, we're definitely a community here
1: yeah that's that's always been our aim because it can be quite a solitary um on your own kind of uh, role sometimes particularly if you're a a one-person band um as i was you didn't really have anyone who really kind of understood what you were doing and you you couldn't necessarily talk to too many people about it either um and so that's the aim really you know we, we want to have that community around um sharing, learning around how to do this. Um, There are many, many ways of approaching it. And um, yeah, we we welcome those views um, either in the webinars or immediately afterwards or across all of our channels, just find me and we'll have a chat. And um, uh, yeah, we look forward to seeing you um, on the webinars. Um, Stay well, stay healthy, stay safe, and uh, we'll see you soon. Thank you very much. Thank you, Eric. Thank Thank you, everyone. Thanks, you're welcome.